Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's another beautiful day for baseball in Los Angeles. And baseball podcast. Josh Schaefer and Blake Harris cover everything Dodgers right here on Inside the Ravine. How's it going, everyone? And welcome to a brand new episode of Inside the Ravine. Joining me, as always, from Ontario, rocking a uh, a brand new polo, not his typical Ontario rain polo. My co-host, Josh Schaefer. Uh, Josh, how are we doing over there? How are things looking for the Ontario rain so far this offseason? Oh, we're getting excited, Blake. Um, I'm leaving for King's rookie tournament in Las Vegas this week, so pretty fired up. Um, hockey season's right around the corner, but of course, baseball season, the regular season winding down, the Dodgers magic number is only five. Um, so, so it's a good time. It's a good time of the year. And also I know you can relate, but we are fresh into college football season as yes. well. The best time. Josh, actually the magic number is now down to four because to I four guess someone, lost, yeah. well, I was going to say someone, I guess someone in the NOS already played this morning. So it's now down to four, which actually brings me to a fun little trivia thing I have for you. I'm, I'm throwing this on you. I'm throwing you into the fire. So put on your thinking cap. I had to confirm this because I, I had to double check which one was which. So Josh, obviously going back to 2013, the Dodgers have won the NL West every year except for 2021. So we're going to throw 2021 out of the mix. We're going to throw 2020 out of the mix because it was the COVID weird year. So, Josh, going back to 2013, we're going to take this year by year, and I'm pretty much going to have you tell me, based on your recollection, where the Dodgers clinched the division that year. So we're going to start all the way back in 2013 when the run started. So you're already 50-50 whether they did it at home or not. So if they did it at home, that should be an easy one. But I know it's tough to remember. So 2013 if you can remember when the run began. Because there is a famous clinch in here somewhere. Yes, I want to say 20... Well, there's a couple famous clinches for a few different reasons. That's true. (laughs) I want to say... I'm going to feel really bad if I get this one wrong because it's either 13 or 14, but I think it's 13. 13 is the infamous Chase Field pool clinching. That is correct. 2013, okay. the first year the run began is when they all went into the pool, they peed in the pool, and then uh, moving forward, they had cops on horses blocking the pool. So 2013, Arizona, that's when they kicked it off. All right, Josh, 2014. Do you remember where the Dodgers clinched in 2014? I believe they clinched at home. That is correct. Would you like to try to get bonus points as to who they were playing when they clinched at home in 2014? Dude, I feel like half of these were the Rockies. <laughs> 
It's, I feel like half of them are the Rockies. I will give you a hint for this one. It was an NL West opponent, but it wasn't the Rockies. NL West 2014. I'll go. Um, I 2014. I 2014. The Giants won. The Giants did not win in 2014. They won in. No, I think they. So that's that's they no, did so they, win the, in 2014, the but they 10, were a wild 12, card and 14. But they were a wild and 12 and 14. I don't think it's the Giants this year, is it? Or it is. I'm they, gonna go. They I'm beat gonna go the Giants. Giants. They beat. Okay. I was I was gonna say I even have the clip right here. Darwin Barney slides to handle a ground ball and throws to first for the final out. So I could have given you even more bonus points. Who recorded the final out? So Darwin Barney, Darwin he was Barney. the one. Oh All right, Josh, moving okay. moving on now to uh, 2015. 2015, I want to say on the road in Colorado. So you were half right. They were on the road. But this is the one when they were in San Francisco when Clayton Kershaw absolutely Mm. shoved. And I think he threw a complete game that day, I want to say. But 2015 was when they did it in San Francisco. So we will move now to 2016. 2016 would have been at home against the Rockies. Yep, that no. was the uh, yes, oh, yes, that's oh, correct. Yes. <laughs> that was the Charlie Culberson one, 2016. Which when I I'm, I yes. saw this, I'm like, that was seven years ago. Like that makes no sense. Like right? you could have told me that was three years ago, and I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right, or maybe four years ago. So yeah, 2016 was the Charlie Culberson walk off. All right, Josh, here's a fun one. Uh, 2017. 2017. Oh man, this one I don't. Twenty seventeen was it against an NL West team? I'll be honest. This one, when I looked it up, I had no recollection of this one. Maybe because this was like when the Dodgers were so ahead of the division. We were at ASU. We weren't really paying attention that much. So I will say they did. And once again, it was a division opponent for this one in twenty seventeen. It was okay. So I'll go. It was a home game. That's correct. Against. I'm gonna go home game against I feel like if it was the D-backs we would have known because this is the year that the D-backs got hot late so it's not yeah. and the D-backs kind of kind of whipped us around I feel like late in that season um, so I'm going to say uh, Dodgers at home and I'm going to go Giants again you're right it was the Giants oh, 2017 they knocked off the Giants once again so you're, you're doing well here 2018 I'm surprised yeah you're doing great so far Tell me again, it, is this one, are they all NL West? Because I feel like one of them is not a division opponent. Yeah, so 2018 was NL West, but there was a, a spin on this division clincher. There was a spin. Oh, man, there was a, how was there a spin on it in 2018? Um, when I, okay. when I tell, because I, I forgot that this happened also in 2018. And then when I eventually tell you, you'll be like, I can't believe I forgot that this actually went down. Because it's, it's a bit of a, gonna... it's like a good trivia one, kind of. Oh, man. Is it a, so is it a walk-off? So, I'll tell you this. It was at home. It was against the Rockies. I was going to say Rock- it's at home, I think. It was against the okay. Rockies once again. But it's when they had to take them to game 163 because the Rockies were oh, magically right. good that one year. That's right. So, okay, yeah. So, I was thinking, so one of the game, one of these years was a game 163. But, okay, yeah. All right. So, that's that year. 
makes sense. Yeah, 20, 2018. Yeah, because again, I forget that that even happened, that the Rockies were just insanely good for one year. All right, Josh, 2019. This one is probably the most random uh, random one of the bunch that is on this list. Because it's not. this one is not a division opponent. This one is not a division opponent, and it's also on the road. Yeah, so it's on the road. It's against somebody super random like Cleveland, I think. You have Cleveland. I was say, you have the general. I was going to say you don't have the division right. You have kind of like the area on the map kind of right. At least I think based on where these cities are located. So Same not state? Cleveland. No, but okay. in that general. In that, actually, to be okay. honest, where Cleveland is on a map. Might not even be close to where the city is. I'd have to double check because, as you know, when it comes to I'm states, say, oh, I'm wait, horrible I remember at it. Twins, twins. No, in Minnesota. Also, not not the twins. I'm telling you, it's oh, a wait, tough you said one. Not that division. Not that division. And somewhere in that vicinity of the country. Again, I think. I'm looking up a map because not, I not I might that be division. U.S. map. Because I I got a feeling I might not even be close when it comes to where these states are. Let's see. This map's too tiny. I don't think it's the where, red. Where is this state? Do I just not know maps well at all? Let's see. Oh, Ohio. Here's Ohio. Where? It's not. A, is, is it the what, Tigers? No, no it's it, not it is not. It's not that division. Dude, I can't find this state on the map. I get it's a small state, but I'm looking here. I'm squinting. It's I got my contacts state? in. I can't find it. I think it's a small state. Where, where is it on here? Well, the I'll Royals. give you a hint. I've, I've, li- I've named a- every team in the division except for the Royals. <laughs> well, not again, not, not that division, Josh. Not that division. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, give me another hint. Uh, they're in the AL East. AL East? Good God. <laughs> the AL East. Who did they clinch in the AL East? That's what I'm telling you. This one, it's like, you really got to remember. A small state. I think oh, it's... I can't... They, oh, they clinked. It was on the road in Baltimore. It was on the road in Baltimore. Bro, Rocking I'm it. looking at this map, and I cannot find Maryland on this map at all. <laughs> like, I, I'm telling oh you, man. I'm God, looking. Blake. Where is it? Oh, okay, here it is. I looked at a different one that has better color codings. It is a very small state. Technically, it's not next to Ohio. It technically doesn't it's go not, to it's that It's not portion. close to Ohio. No. It's kind of close to Ohio. The end Baltimore. of Maryland looks Lock a little close, in. but Baltimore might not be close. So Baltimore, yes, Josh. We finally got Lock there. So we'll just wrap it up. We'll wrap it up because 2020, we don't th- we don't want to throw that one in there. 2021, they obviously didn't win. So last year, Josh, can you remember just as to last season where they clinched last year, a year ago? Dude, absolutely not. It was against – it was – it wasn't an NL West team. It was an NOS team. Craig Kimball got the save. It was at home. It was not. It was not at home. Okay, so that narrows it down. It was. Was it in? Was it in San Francisco again? It wasn't in San Francisco, but it's another location that we talked about earlier in the video. Oh, it's at Coors Field, huh? <laughs> no, it's in Arizona. It's in Arizona. Oh, this was, man, this was, yes, it was in Arizona, Josh. It was. Dude, this started so well and then just went off the rails. Yeah. 
I mean, you got 2013, and then you were like, oh, 2014 at home against the Giants. I'm thinking, man, Josh is going to cruise through this. And then the closer we got to recency, it just all went down. Recency bias is not a thing in my book. I'm going to ask Josh next week, where do we clinch? And he's going to be like, who did we play last week? We played the Padres. We were at home. I don't think we clinched there. So there you go, Josh. We made it all the way through. And the the big story about this is the Dodgers are likely clinching this week in Seattle. So years down the road, Josh, when you have to do this again, just remember 2013 on the road at Seattle. Add it to the list. 2013? Oh, 2023. Yeah, Josh, we're just it's a, it's what day is today? Wednesday. Wow. It's uh, it's off the rails. I am bummed though because it would have been great to win at home against the Padres to clinch at home just because yeah. that would have been funny. But I guess Seattle's a cool, unique one. But I'm a little bummed it won't be at home. So yeah, Josh, we we made it. Do you want to talk about something else now? Sure, I would love that. I have something even better now. For those out there that oh, have been boy. listening for the last couple of months, you would be well aware that Josh has a, a little preference, a little soft spot in his heart for players that have played at Chatham. But I do not think that we have gotten this upcoming combo that probably makes this player Josh's favorite player of all time. So, Josh, yesterday, and this is this is crazy because this is something we were literally talking about the other day we were texting about. The Dodgers decide to call up Kyle Hurt, a guy that, I don't think either one of us were expecting to see at any point this year because I think he just got called up to AAA about a week or two ago. The Dodgers call him up. And I already know Josh had a a strong spot in his heart because of where he played college ball. But then I was reminded that not only did Kyle Hurd play college ball at this one college, he also spent time during his summer at a certain Cape Cod League team. So Josh, why are you such a big fan on uh, pitching prospect Kyle Hurd? Well, Kyle Hurt um, is uh, is a, a Chatham angler from our 2018 team that went to the Cape League Finals. He was a starter for the whole season. And then a lot of guys have innings limits is what a lot of the coaches will put on, especially their starters. Um, and USC's coach called up the Chatham's manager, Tom Holiday, and said, hey, I'm calling him home. And he was like, hey, man, we're pretty nasty. And he's one of the reasons why we're nasty. Can we at least move him to being our closer? Uh, They had just lost their closer from Miami to an innings limit. And he was like, yeah, all right. So he came in and he was pretty sick throughout the playoffs. So he was, uh, he was a Chatame, uh, a guy that I talked to quite a bit when we were up there. Um, And he's also a Southern California guy and he went to USC. Um, So obviously our regular listeners know Blake and I are both Arizona state guys went to ASU, did a college football show at ASU, root for ASU. Um, but growing up in LA, I was a big USC football fan, still am. Um, and uh, had gone as a, you know, when I played baseball, would go to USC baseball games all the time. So cool to see Kyle Hurt, a SoCal guy from San Diego, makes his debut against the Padres. Um, I can't really speak to this, but I feel like Kyle had told me in the past that he was a Dodgers fan, not a Padres fan. I don't remember actually well his his if you go to his twitter page josh his twitter banner is him and one of his homies at dodger stadium wearing kershaw jerseys so i think that might answer that which is sick yeah he he uh um i i had sent him a text about a year ago because i went to a dodgers game and he was at the game um already in the organization but um I want to say it was maybe right after he was acquired. Maybe it was 
after that. But um, he had like posted a selfie on his Instagram story with uh, Will Ferrell. Um, and, or, or no, 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 he was at a Kings game. And obviously I work with the Kings. So I went to a Kings game and saw that he was in a suite with Will Ferrell. And I was like, what? So I texted him. I was like, dude, is that Will Ferrell? And he was like, yeah, like a couple of us from the Dodgers are here. And Will was just hanging out. I was like, wow, that's sick. Um, so, so yeah, he's, I, I believe he's an LA sports fan, but grew up in San Diego. Actually, a buddy of ours from college played high school baseball uh, at Torrey Pines High School with Kyle Hurt. Um, so, you know, we have a few mutual connections there. So he was a cool guy to work with in the Cape League. And uh, I was pretty stoked when he uh, ended up with the Dodgers. And uh, yesterday when I saw that text come in from you that said in all caps, let's ride. I was like, we're going off tonight. So excited to see him make his debut. And uh, he also looked filthy. So um, really cool to see him um, six up, six down, um, striking out the side in the ninth inning and in the eighth in his debut inning, cutting through the heart of their order was was pretty cool to see. Yeah, so Kyle Hurt, uh, if you didn't know, he was actually part of the Alex Vesia trade that, you know, the Dodgers sent Dylan Floro. They got Alex Vesia, I think, two years ago. So it's, as I tweeted, the trade that just keeps on giving. And this was a guy, as Jeff Passon tweeted, has the highest strikeout rate in all of the minors, was striking out 40% of the batters he faced in AA, then it dropped all the way down to 37% when he got to AAA. And looking at his stats, he's a guy that's actually mainly used as a starter. He has 39 starts in his career in 62 games appeared, but it looks like the Dodgers kind of want to use him as a reliever. Josh, unfortunately, last night, I was at a movie, so I get a text from you saying, okay, here we go. And I'm like, oh, uh, what's going on? And you're like, yeah, he's coming into face. Tatis Machado Soto and like you said <laughs> retires the side in order with ease on nine pitches then strikes out the side in the ninth inning I went this morning looked at the highlights from last night compiled a little video together and this dude looked absolutely nasty I mean the pitches he was throwing in the ninth inning his fastball I think has been clocked as high as 98 I think Dave Roberts said yesterday they're only planning to have him up for a couple of days just to kind of give him a brief little sample size but Josh I don't want to get ahead of ourselves but you have three weeks left in the season. I want to see a little more of Kyle Hurd because what we saw last night, I think he could be a potential bullpen option for the Dodgers in October, which seems crazy to say. Again, he has very limited experience just in the AAA level, but that sample size last night, I mean, he was striking out some really good hitters. You want a guy that can strike out guys at a high rate come October, and they don't really have that in their bullpen outside of like Evan Phillips, maybe a Caleb Ferguson. Again, it's, it was one outing. Maybe we're getting a little too crazy, but I think Kyle Hurt really needs to get some runway these next couple of weeks because he could potentially be a threat for the Dodgers in October. To me, it seems like, based off of some of the reports, um, Dave Roberts and the staff it, are not necessarily viewing this as an audition for the playoffs. Um, of course, that's that could be a very general blanket statement to shut down any potential rumors. Um, but the way that I see it is at least as of right now, especially with um, the current situation with Clayton Kershaw, which we'll touch on in a little bit. Um, it seems like Kyle hurt was recalled to pitch Wednesday night and Tuesday night, and maybe yeah. this weekend um, out of the bullpen. Like you said, mostly a starter, but, 
can be reliable, you know, in short burst as a reliever as well. To me, that's what it seems like. But I think that that's what the intentions have been is he's going to pitch in these games. It's not an audition for the postseason. But to your point, you can't possibly tell me that if Kyle Hart comes up and continues to look this good during his at least brief cameo here in the middle of September, that that cannot still be an audition for the postseason. Because again, if he law, if he gets a couple of opportunities and makes a couple of appearances here before he gets likely and inevitably sent back down, um, then there's no reason why that that small sample size, even if it's small, but if it looks really good, cannot serve as at least a, here's my resume for the postseason. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I get why they're doing it because also I think he's rule five eligible this off season. So you have to add him to your 40 man roster anyway in November, I guess you might as well do it now and see what he can give you. But yeah, like you said, Josh, he's, he's only expected to give them a couple of games, send him back down. But what if he comes you know, out of the bullpen again tonight and he looks just as good? What if they bring him to Seattle? He looks just as good. You might have an interesting conversation on your hand because at this point, again, we'll, we'll talk about this more in depth when we get closer to the postseason. We try to break down what the rosters are going to look like. There are spots potentially that could be open for guys that can give him two innings. That could give him three innings. That can come out of the bullpen. So... Uh, one, I'm excited that Kyle Hurts already here. It kind of, at least with Michael Bush, there's just like buildup from a couple of shows where we were talking about how he's going to be coming, how he's going to be coming. Then he was eventually here. Kyle Hurt, I think he was mentioned once, maybe at the beginning of the season and was just never talked about again. And all of a sudden he's just here and we can't even really react to it, but I'm glad he was able to shove. I'm glad that he looked great. And the good thing is Josh, at least as of right now, he can't get traded next week since he was just called up. He's at least here for a couple, a few more yeah. months. Thank God. So right? if you if you want to <laughs> so go get his have custom another, uh... jersey made, you can get it made, and no. at least for the next two or three months, you can wear it, Josh. I will hold off for now, um, but but we'll see in the future. Yes, <laughs> we'll see. So Kyle Hurt, he looked great. Hopefully, he's able to get you know be given a couple more chances. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna be talking about the Clayton Kershaw situation because. Josh, it's it's a little weird. I want to hear your thoughts on this. So we're going to take a quick break and be right back. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus All right, Josh, we're back. We haven't really talked about this Clayton Kershaw thing kind of really all that much uh, ever since he got, you know, activated off the injured list because he's been healthy. He's been pitching. But there's something going on, I think, with uh, Clayton Kershaw. 
and uh, <laughs> as Josh is, uh, I think he's talking with the GM right now. Uh, but Josh, this whole Clayton Kershaw thing, his velo's down, his command is down, and now the Dodgers pushed him back essentially a week uh, to make his next start. He was supposed to pitch against the Padres. Now he's not pitching until Saturday. I guess the Dodgers, they said they're being a little uh, cautious with him. Kershaw said he didn't want to push starts back. But what do you think is going on right now with how the Dodgers are handling uh, this whole Kershaw thing right now? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting because it seems like the Dodgers have reiterated that he's fine. But I don't know if he is. And, you know, for me, I'm thinking maybe this is them just being extra cautious right now. Um, because of where we're at in the season and where the starting rotation is looking right now. But again, was expected to to pitch this weekend. Um, isn't going to now. They've pushed him back again. Um, and they've also said that he might be throwing a pretty intense bullpen session this weekend. So yeah, you know, I, I think that I think that maybe they're just trying to keep things contained keep things under control for Kershaw and try not to rush him back too early. Um, again, you know, your magic number is four. The division is essentially locked up at this point. So maybe their whole thing is maybe he's not at a hundred percent, but let's take it easy rather than rush him back and let him pitch this weekend. Yeah. I, I think I said this in the last show or the show prior where they're pretty much taking this as we want him to make as few starts as possible before October, just because if you can have him make, three starts instead of four if you can have him make two starts instead of three like they will take that uh again kershaw said last week he doesn't want to take a break uh and you know and be ielled for a couple of weeks it sounds like he wants to keep throwing and keep his arm active it's kind of just scary with how this thing is playing out because if kershaw for whatever reason josh isn't good to go if he's not healthy either if he's pitching the way he's been pitching these last couple of starts or by the time october comes around he actually isn't good to go it gets scary for the Dodgers starting rotation so hopefully this pushback it everything's all good I like that you brought up uh because when I saw when I heard this yesterday I was thinking what exactly does that mean like you said it was like how, how did they describe the bullpen it was like a intensified or ramped up or what was the way you you worded it rigorous I, I just want to know what that I want to know what that means is like how what does that mean? Like, what's the, what's yeah. he doing in the bullpen? He's like, going to be he... throwing really hard and grunting every pitch. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I, I heard that, and I was like, what, what does that mean? That sounds kind of just interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. So, <laughs> he's back now. So, yeah, there. that's the Kershaw update. Hopefully, he's good to go this weekend. Hopefully, he's good to go whenever he starts next. Josh, we're going to wrap things up with a very, very quick Q&A. Got a couple questions I want to get to. So, again, if you guys want to ask us questions for future shows, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Inside the Ravine. We'll tweet out an hour before. That way you can ask us your questions. Josh, this first one, and this one's fantastic because this, this, this listener, they know exactly what's up. Uh, this comes from Caitlin. And in her comment, Josh, she puts, I love the podcast, but to help with Blake's pronunciation, it's Carnes like Barnes, not Carnies. Because I'm looking at her last name right now. I might have said Carnies the way it's spelled. I could have gone Carnes, but she mm -hmm. knows that this likely would have been butchered. It most likely would have come out inaccurate. So I'm glad that we got that. So Caitlin Carnes like Barnes 
wants to know, can you give us each your ideal starting lineup for game one of the NLDS? So Josh, Dave Roberts, he decided to take a vacation early, and the Dodgers have chosen you to make the lineup for game one. You don't have to manage it. You just have to give them the lineup. Uh, what are you doing with your lineup for game one? Great question. Um, I'm going to go – Can I, do I have to go in order or can I go defensively? You can go however you want, Josh. Okay, I'm going to go Mookie leading off in right. Um, Mookie's in right. Freddie's at first. Smith's catching. Muncie's at third. Um, this is my bad yeah. word, actually. <laughs> Just, I decided to do it that way. Um, after that, I'll go um, Choo Choo Man, David Peralta um, as the DH. Oh. No, J.D. Martinez, the DH. I was forgetting people were going to be healthy. So, yeah, you got to assume uh, that J.D. has figured out this uh, yeah. this condition that no scientist or doctor has been able to diagnose yet. So you got to yes. assume he's good to go. Yeah, so J.D. is the DH. Um, then I'll go, um, I'll go Peralta in left. Outman in center. And I'm going to go – I mean, I, I think it kind of depends on the pitcher, but I will go with Ahmed Rosario. And then – am I missing a position still? I think you – yeah, you needed – I think you needed shortstop and second base. Oh, yeah. So second base is Rosario, and then I'll go Miguel Rojas, ninth is short. Yeah. My, mine's honestly going to be pretty identical to yours, where if there's like a lefty on the mound, yeah, you probably get Ahmed in there at yeah. second base. And then if it's not, I'll probably do the whole Mookie bets at second base. Then you put Jason Hayward in right. But then I think, yeah, it would be exactly the way yours was. Uh, Miguel Rojas, uh, defensively, the Dodgers need him out there. And he's also actually been hitting pretty well these last couple of weeks. So he's been turning things around. So I think for the most part, yeah, again, they're pretty similar. It's just whether or not Ahmed Rosario is in there. And if he's not, Mookie's in there and then... You put Hayward in right field. Sorry, Kike, but you'll you'll come out. You'll come off the bench for a couple of pinch hits when needed. And uh, Austin Barnes, he'll probably have a big hit in the postseason at some point because Austin Barnes is inevitable. So, Josh, unfortunately, after handing in your game one lineup, you have lost your your privilege, and you're now just one of us again. But you still got to hand in your uh, game one lineup. So, our other one, uh, this comes from JCP. What's your best guess as to the Dodgers NLDS pitching staff? So this one, I'm not going to have you go all 13, Josh, but right now, give me your starting rotation for the NLDS, how you think it would shape out if uh, the playoffs started in a couple days. Again, assuming everybody's healthy, I think it has to start with Kershaw. Um, yeah. So I would go Kershaw, Bobby Miller, um, Lance Lynn, and then, I mean, at least for I, – see, I think you need to have four. I mean, um, especially for this, you know, the way that the playoff format is now. After that, I'm honestly thinking Pepio. I think Pepio would yeah. be a good option right now. So that's where I would go. Yeah, I'd go the exact same. I would just swap Pepio and Lance Lynn 
just to uh, have Pepio there. But again, I, I think the Dodgers go with Lancel in Game 3, Ryan Pepio Game 4. But they'll have options. Again, maybe Ryan Yarbrough, he's a guy they could potentially see a start. Uh, you know, a number of these other options as well. And the Dodgers are going to get creative because I think we talked about that recently, Josh, about how with all the off days, you could potentially stretch out the stride and rotation. But yeah, assuming everyone's healthy, I think Kershaw... And Bobby Miller games one and two might be the the locks. And then, yeah, Pepio, depending on how he looks the rest of the year. Lance Lynn, depending on how he looks the rest of the year. Because if Lance Lynn pitches the way he did last night, uh, he'll be the game three starter. If he pitches the way he did the previous two outings, Ryan Pepio will be the game three starter. But there, there's a lot of uh, mixed and matches that the Dodgers can do. It'll be interesting to see. Unfortunately, the other questions that we got pretty much relate to things we've already talked about because... Uh, Victor Cruz wants to know your thoughts on Kyle Hurt, Josh, but luckily for Victor, I think I think he got a very in-depth answer on uh on Great what, question, Victor. We're gonna are. go on for the next 15 <laughs> minutes about Kyle Hurt. And then uh Tucker fan wants to know how Kershaw's intense bullpen went, but I don't think as of right now we have an answer to how that went. So whenever we learn about this intense bullpen. We'll provide that. So that is wrap it up for the Q&A. That is wrap it up for the show. Josh, before we head out, before you head to beautiful Sin City, uh, how about that right in? Anything you'd like to uh, share, talk about uh, before you head out? Excited to uh, see the Dodgers and the Mariners this weekend. Um, we'll see uh, We'll see how that goes. Um, the Mariners have been pretty fun this year, um, and they've been an interesting um, group to follow. Um some good podcasts out there and uh, excited for the weekend. Yeah, we might even be collaborating with another Mariners podcast. It all depends on Josh's availability. But worst case scenario, I hop on there. Best case scenario, Josh is able to hop on there as well. But I know he'll be busy. Is it? Is this officially an LA Kings thing this weekend, Josh? Or is this a rain event? Why this are you is, going to Vegas? This is an LA Kings thing. So ah, it's the okay. NHL rookie tournament. Um, so basically it's an NHL trip for all of the rookies and the prospects to go okay. play against rookies and prospects from other teams. And then after that, we've got the NHL preseason. So, um, hockey's almost back baseball, at least regular season's almost done. Um, and then there's going to be the very stressful time when they cross and I'm on the air while the Dodgers <laughs> are in the playoffs. Yes. The worst time for Josh. Uh, but as always, thank you guys again so much for listening. You guys can find the show on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, at Inside the Ravine. You guys can also listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and of course the Odyssey app. We are brought to you by Odyssey Sports. For Josh Schaefer, this has been Blake Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, enjoy the rest of your week wherever you may be. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.